Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Welcome back to Sports Business Secrets. Guys, this episode is going to be a lot of fun. I've had this conversation several times over the years with a few teammates and friends of mine. Uh, most often, I think at least once a year with my guys, Sean Light and Austin Lexi, two of my college teammates at Quinnipiac University. But I figured it would be fun to do an episode um, simply because a lot of these decision-making processes are what's going on today. Um, and, uh, and it would be an entertaining at the very least episode for you to hear kind of my thought process of what I would do in this situation. So the question is, here's, here's the game. If you were a top ranked basketball recruit in this case, let's just say, uh, for arguments, for argument's sake, you are a top 10 basketball recruit in the country, in the United States. So basically at this point, you can go anywhere you want. The question is, what college would you go to? Now, this episode is strictly discussing the decision-making process for selecting a college. We are not going to take into consideration going to the G League Ignite team or overtime um, or or trying to play overseas or any of these other leagues that are popping up or opportunities, um, which for some reason people think is an, is an option for a lot of people, but it's really not an option for a lot of people. There have been a small handful of players ever to do that. And a few of which have had great success and few of which have completely derailed their career because they went too early. So anyways, that's neither here nor there. The purpose of that, of you, of me telling you that is because obviously if you are a top 10 recruit these days, then yes, you could have, uh, you could have choices in the market to go other places. But my decision is solely based on I'm going to college, which college do I go to? So, uh, this was a super fun exercise for me. Here, here are some uh, some categories that I have in my decision making algorithm. I'm going to kind of go through them in no order, um, and since they are in no order, <clears throat> we're going to start with the uh, one of the coolest ones, and that category is swag because obviously this is important, right? As a collegiate basketball player, one of the best parts is the gear. I will never forget the feeling of walking into Quinnipiac University, walking in the locker room um, up at the arena and seeing the gear in my locker. It was like freaking Christmas morning. We were in Nike school as well. And let's just say we were definitely spoiled. Um, and after we won a lot, especially my, after my sophomore year, we we got a few few Jordan brand Jordan brand gear, um, some sweatsuits, some shoes options. So um, with that being said, this algorithm, uh, this part of the algorithm plays a big role for me. Um, and automatically, you know, I add into, you know, I filter through a lot of the schools and you have the UNCs of the world, the the, the Michigans of the world, the Floridas, the Marquettes, et cetera, et cetera. The Jordan brand schools are automatically on my list. So uh, that that is the first main, main category. The second one, um, is I, I titled this one location slash weather slash lifestyle. So this is also big for me because look, I love 
I love being in the Northeast. I'm, I'm from New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey, went to school in Connecticut, have family in the Northeast, um, just because that's where home is. Um, and, and it's great, like full year round. I love the fall. The summer's fantastic. I like the spring, but winters, I'm not a huge fan of. I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of winters. I'm not a huge fan of cold. I'm a warm weather guy. And I'll probably say that ever since I lived in LA, I hate the cold even more. So um, I think this would factor in big time into my decision. So I'm thinking West Coast would be would be ideal, maybe down South, maybe even, do I dare say Hawaii? Um, but anyways, these, these, uh, these, this will factor in heavily to where I would choose to go to school now if I had the option to go anywhere I wanted. Now, that's not to say I'm canceling out the awesome schools in the Northeast um, just because they're in the cold. But yeah, as cool as it would be to be the starting point guard at um, you know, like a Wisconsin or or Yukon or I don't know, somewhere that has cold winters, not a big fan. So warm weather, palm trees, ocean, those are all pluses that would factor into um, my decision. And then in terms of just like lifestyle, I mean, um, a big enough city or, or, or even a smaller town, as long as there's just plenty to do, like lots of little restaurants and coffee shops, I'm a big fan of, um, of course, some bars, maybe a club or two. We all know we enjoy that part of college, so that would probably be important. Um, and then just, just plenty of small businesses, a strong economy, not just like a teeny tiny town with only mom and pop shops and not much to do. Definitely need some sort of, uh, some sort of like downtown area, whether it's a bigger city or just like a, uh, you know, not a huge uh, metropolis, but some sort of downtown. So, all right, those are the first two categories. Now let's get a bit more serious about what actually matters um, for the most part. And number three, that category number three is going to be basketball culture. So, of course, this is a huge part. I would definitely want to go to the school that has a winning culture, uh, has has some sort of swag about them that when the school is mentioned, people think basketball, right? They have some sort of tradition in the NCAA tournament, um, although full disclosure, I mean, one of the things that I loved about Quinnipiac, uh, was the fact that they had never been to an NCAA tournament. Not that I really had any leverage or say in the matter, seeing that that was the only division one school that allowed me to even sniff the opportunity to walk on, but just saying that there's, there's something to that for me. So yeah, I mean, maybe if I was a top 10 player, I, I would consider being the face and the legend of a program that is, you know, maybe take them to the NCAA tournament for the first time ever. But I think I would rather this category be, hey, look, th there needs to be some sort of tradition tradition and winning culture there because that says a lot about the school. Um, and so next one, uh, basketball fit. So here, obviously, I think it's important for everyone to consider, you know, your style of play, your position, all that stuff. But we're, we'll just talk about me here. Obviously, I'm not a center or a power forward. So let's just call myself a point guard because that's what I played. Um, I, I need to find the fit where my game will translate well. And I think, honestly, this has more has more to do with the roster and the role that I would play at the time than actually selecting the school, right? But the basketball fit would definitely be uh, important, to be, important to me. Now, personally, I wouldn't necessarily care if I'm the starter, uh, especially as a freshman. I think, uh, I think that would be awesome, but it, it's important to keep this aspect in mind um, because in hindsight, like sure, if I was, if I was uh, right now in the shoes of a of a 16 year old or a 17 year old, yeah, you want to go start and be promised minutes. But in hindsight, just because that's what this exercise is for, 
I would probably love to have a senior starting ahead of me, maybe even a junior, but just to learn from, just to take me under their wing. And um, I think it's you know important to balance a top 10, top 10 player in the country's um, confidence uh, with, with being a little bit humble and being open-minded to learning from other people as well. So uh, that would be, that, that would be something to consider and that would probably be important to me. Um, so all you top 10, top 10 players in the country here, make sure you're paying attention to this basketball fit. Number five, coaching staff in parentheses relationships. So this should be pretty obvious, but I would really put a lot of weight, probably most weight outside of the basketball fit into which coaches and how many coaches from the school really built that relationship with me early. I'll pay attention to how they interact with my family and my crew and what type of questions they asked and how genuine they were and how long into my future that they were speaking. In other words, if all they if all the coaches that are recruiting talk about is winning a championship and winning a game this season and one and done and you know nothing else, okay, cool. Yes, that's important because that you obviously they care about winning, but I don't know if that would be it for me. I don't know if that would move the needle because I'm looking for a place that I can, you know, build from and and really build the relationship with for the future. Yes, for basketball, but outside of basketball as well, right? So if they talked about a winning culture and competing and wanting to win championships and how many doors would be open for me for the rest of my life based on what I did there and based on the people that I met there and based on the alumni and all this stuff, now we're talking. So the type of conversations you have with the coaching staff when you're being recruited is huge. Number six. NIL, baby. I couldn't leave this one out. Welcome to 2021, the future of basketball. This would play a huge factor. Um, knowing what I know now, having the mindset that I have now, I would say, um, I, I would not say, hey, I'm going to the school that pays me a million dollars, although that would be nice. But I would want to know what kind of programs and educational educational support they have for me to build my brand and identity um, and, and identify how to operate a business and, and, and how to operate my own LLC. And of course, yes, the market plays a big role too for local and national deals for NIL. So it kind of goes back to location. So even the little details, like how many games are on local television and how many ESPN games do we have and how many international, um, foreign tours, like, are we going to go on a foreign tour? What's the multi-team event that we play early on? And, you know, what are the ratings for the past games that you've been in? on TV, like those, those things kind of matter in, in regards to the options that you can have as a top 10 player for, you know, the, the, the big time NIL deals that you can get. So it's not a make or break, but, um, you know, let's be real, like Fargo, North Dakota, no offense to NDSU. I love you, but that's very different than going to a school in Miami. Uh, even if the schools were both on the same level of basketball and mid-major, right? It's, it's location is, is, is huge. Number seven, education in parentheses, academic major specific, right? So education here, let's be real. We're all most likely going pro in something other than sports, not to give the NTA any credit for that catchy phrase they used in a commercial one time, um, but it is very true. Um, you know, if not right away after college, definitely, um, definitely on average, a handful of years after college, your career is going to be over right? Okay, of course, we all want to play for 10 years and 15 years and 20 years. But, you know, the the 0.0001% the do that. And if you're part of that, great. And being a top 10 player, you you, you might have that opportunity, at least a higher chance than others. But um, 
you know, it's still important to, um, to at least be aware of the education, right? Because I always say, hey, if school's not for you for whatever reason, that's okay. But you have to be aware of the consequences of not getting an education, not getting a degree, at least not building those relationships and learning about things that could help you later in life. So in hindsight for me, I'd of course check the business programs, the entrepreneurship programs, whether it's a, uh, a Cal Berkeley or a UPenn or a Michigan or Texas or Baylor, you know, they have, they're just known for great business programs, sports management programs. Um, I'd probably check to see what real estate courses they offer. I mean, this would play a big role and should play a big role for, for my future. And I'd also check the amount of international influence or international, I guess, partner schools or sister schools overseas. Maybe what type of study abroad or internship programs they have as well, because that can play a huge role in opening doors worldwide as we live in a global economy now. Um, you know, maybe you have an opportunity to do some sort of uh, study abroad program or some sort of uh, some sort of internship for a couple of weeks or a month or a time period during your during your studies, right? Especially if you're not a one and done guy. Um, so, so that would play a big role for me, and then. The last one here, number eight, is the value of the degree, which really means the alumni, the alumni network. So ding, 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 save the best for last. Out of all the topics I just talked about, I would say this one's probably the most important, for me at least, right, in a long-term sense and, and just based on my experience. Why? Because the most value that you can extract from a college education, in my opinion, is not the piece of paper you get when you when you walk across that stage. It's not understanding how many beers you can drink before you pass out, although sure, socially that might be important. And it's definitely not hanging up a few A plus papers from your time there on the fridge. It's the amount of relationships and genuine connections that you have built during your time there and the alumni network that you can tap into at any point you want moving forward. So Quinnipiac University, love it. Love the school, love everything about it. The alumni group is pretty solid. I think they can improve some things, to be honest. Um, but I love connecting with, with uh, fellow Bobcat alumni. Um, but when you compare Quinnipiac alumni to, let's just say, Harvard alumni, I mean, of course, you know, if we're being honest, there's, there's, there's a big difference, right? I'm not saying it's good or bad or, or Quinnipiac's um, Quinnipiac's alumni will never live up to Harvard's and you know it's, it's always going to be below it, but it's just something to think about. It's it's you know the endowment of a school and the you know is uh, and the and the alumni network. It's just you have to be aware about that because when you're when you're looking for a job after you graduate, let's just say God forbid the the you know the you, you're walking across a stage to get your diploma, a bird flies by and scares you, and you fall off the stage and break both legs. Um, Wow, that was actually a pretty morbid <laughs> morbid situation there. So I hope that's never happened to anybody, but what if the ball stops bouncing, right? Like what if that happens? That's what we're talking about here for number eight, the value of the degree. Who are you going to lean on? Who are you going to call for a job? Who can you connect with, right? When you're looking for that job, what does the process look like? That is what I would focus on most when choosing the school. So Wow, this one was fun. I can go in depth for hours here. I, I think I just kind of narrowed it down to eight categories for now as part of my algorithm. And quite frankly, if I took a few visits to some schools that I have have not been to in a while or campuses I've never visited, I would probably have some additional, um, some additional categories there. And I'd probably have some sleepers or unexpected winners as well. But if I am a top 10 recruit, that is the algorithm that I'm using. Um, 
And I don't know if you expected this, but sure, I'm going to actually give you my top six schools uh, and just maybe a, a short summary on why based on what I just went through. Um, actually, it's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do some more. Uh, maybe I'll actually tweet this out to do some more, drive some more traffic to this episode and, uh, and uh, tag all the schools in them. Anyways, so so I uh, just a quick just after a quick run through of all these categories, I put together my top six schools that just came to my head based on based on my algorithm of where I would choose. Let's start with the first one, UCLA. So this school, the reason why I would choose potentially UCLA is because they combined almost all the categories. They're in LA. It's a warm city. They have tradition. They have culture. Obviously, with John Wooden. Um, it's uh, it's a top top education school in the country. The business school is one of the best. Shout out to my brother who just recently graduated from UCLA Anderson. Um, they have um, they have Jordan Brand swag. They just signed a deal worth about eight million dollars per year. Um, so they will be decked out uh, for sure. The alumni the alumni network is big time. So you know they they check the box there. Mick Cronin has done a good job there the past few years. I think they're due for a big year this year. They had a couple guys come back. So um, that is why UCLA made my top six. And remember, these are these are in no order. Um, so UCLA is number one. Number two is Texas. So I have a ton of respect for Chris Beard, um, who started coaching at a, a community college and, and then coaching D two ball. And uh, actually, he was he was coaching Division two basketball. Nothing against Division two basketball, but just about six or seven years ago. So love his story. Um, love what you know he's he's building there. Obviously, Shaka Smart was there before, who I'm a big fan of. Um, but uh, a lot of the same as UCLA, like they have, they check off a lot of the boxes. They have an unreal campus. They have a huge undergrad um, uh, amount of undergrad students there. Austin is fantastic. I wish I've spent more time there. I've only been there really, really once, like to actually um, go around campus and check out a game in the facilities. And, um, you know, football would be a pretty cool addition, which I didn't really talk about. Um, at Quinnipiac, we we did not have a football school, so we kind of had all the, you know, a lot more of that love. It was us in hockey. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, big-time football school would be – kind of cool. Um, you know, guys walk around campus like they're celebrities and another great business school there, uh, McCombs, McCombs School of Business. And uh, they have a long list of pros, traditional pros, right? So they have uh, both in the NBA and overseas, a lot of guys that graduated from Texas or graduated early are playing at the next level. They're a Nike school. Um, yeah. So, so, so they, they hit a lot of the categories as well. Next one, number three, and this one might be a sleeper, but I think I gave you a hint before the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii. So this team's led by Aron Aron Ganat, a New Jersey guy. Got to meet I got to meet Coach briefly when he was on staff at St. Mary's, um, and he's done a great job at Hawaii since he got there. So this choice was driven by a little bit of the lifestyle location. Obviously, I just value how happy um, you know I would be living in that environment on the island with the sun, the beach, the surfing, the hiking. Um, actually, fun fact, I've never been to Hawaii, so I can only imagine it would be everything I dreamed of and more. Um, plus also the fact that, you know, it's a mid-major who has never really created like a long time basketball culture. Um, so coach, coach got that team to attorney, um, in 2016, 
and uh, and won their first game ever. I, I believe the first game, the first NCAA tournament win ever. But before then, it was um, it was 2002 when they were in the tournament last. So um, it would be one of those schools that would be cool to kind of take a mid major to the NCAA tournament and surprise some people. So um, it is it is worth noting that Hawaii just signed a deal a few weeks ago uh, to switch to Adidas as their apparel deal. Although I'm a Nike guy, as mentioned, if I had to pick a second one, I would pick Adidas because I think they have some cool things going for them, especially uh, in the lifestyle category. So Hawaii is my, my, my third one. Fourth one is Virginia. Um, so Tony Bennett, obviously one of the most legendary coaches who wouldn't want to play for him. I've never met him personally, but hope I get the chance to one day. I've heard great things. He has uh, Kyle Getter on staff, who has also done a great job there, um, who I've met previously at, at one of his last stops. And you know, here's a program who obviously has had tremendous success in the past 10 plus years. You know, I think this one checks almost all the boxes with nice, nice weather, little Southern comfort down in, uh, down in Virginia. Uh, amazing academics, obviously a school I probably wouldn't get into without basketball. They have the the Darden School of Business. That's their business school, which is uh, which is top ranked, and plenty of NBA players from that program are are, are obviously still in the league. And um, you know, Tony Bennett, uh, his he has five pillars of, I forget what he calls it. His his five pillars for maybe success or, or what their like mantra is there, are humility, passion, unity, servanthood, and thankfulness. Right, and so. I'm just a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of, of what he's building there and what he's all about. So again, another Nike school, uh, and they just uh, unveiled a cool new brand identity program last year with Nike. So I'm all about Virginia. So that would be my third. Oh no, is that fourth? Yeah, it's the fourth one. So, so far we have UCLA, Texas, Hawaii, and Virginia. And then I got two left for you. So the the fifth one here is University of Miami. Talk about swag. I mean. I had a chance to visit campus for the second time in a, uh, a few months ago. My guy DJ Irving, Irving, DJ Irving, who is um, is a newly appointed assistant coach, he gave me a nice little tour, and uh, and then we grabbed a bite to eat downtown. And not only is this one of the um, coolest cities in the country, but obviously a huge market for business, NIL stuff, networking. Um, they 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 had some huge Bitcoin conference when I was down there. So they're, you know, the economy is booming and, uh, they got a lot going on there, but, uh, you know, they actually also have another solid business school, Herbert business school, I believe there's, there's is called. And, um, it's, uh, it's actually the only other non Nike school on my list. So they have a long deal. They have a long deal with Adidas. Um, and, uh, yes, it is, uh, it is next level. It is a very lucrative deal. Um, I believe it's the nation's top 20 biggest biggest uh, gear deals for colleges. So um, just a lot, a lot to love there. Uh, obviously coach Laranega has done a great job with that program. Um, so I think it would be, uh, I think it would fit most of the categories that I'm looking for. And then the last one, drum roll, please in no order, but I have to throw in Princeton, have to throw in the Princeton Tigers um, for several reasons. First and foremost, Come on, a, a degree from Princeton, a school that I would never get into in a million years academically, um, is like a lottery ticket to any job you ever want in life. Um, and so, as I mentioned, that category is probably the most heavily weighted for me. That part means a lot. And then another reason is because Princeton is is where I grew up. 
uh, Montgomery, New Jersey is a town next to Princeton. So I've been hanging in small world coffee and eating good food in Palmer Square and uh, PJ's pancakes, uh, you know, hanging downtown Nassau, Nassau for years. So big fan of, of downtown Princeton. Uh, and then another reason is, of course, my guy, Brett McConnell, currently the associate head coach, another Montgomery High School alumni. Um, is one of the country, one of the country's best recruiters. Learned a ton from him over the years. He does a great job there. Obviously, Mitch Henderson, who played collegiately at Princeton, um, you know they've been there for about ten years and um, they've done a really good job. So, um, if you've ever, if you've never taken a stroll through through Princeton's campus, you should. And if I'm around uh, when you do, I'll give you a nice tour, grab some some breakfast at PJ's, and check out the uh, famous Jadwin Gymnasium. Walk through campus, and maybe even grab some Halo Pub ice cream on the way out. It will be a good time. But uh, but yeah, Princeton definitely has to be on there. So that's what I got, guys. I mean, again, I think if I did this, um, if I did this again in a week, I'd probably have a handful of different schools. But these just kind of came to mind that if I was a top ten recruit in the country, I would definitely. Um, I would definitely go on these visits here and, and, and out of these six schools, I would try to choose one. So UCLA, Texas, Hawaii, Virginia, Miami, and Princeton. So man, that was a, that was a fun episode. I definitely might have to do this again in a year and see how much my answers would change given all the changes that are happening in, in collegiate basketball and in the professional world. So um, please, I would love to hear your reactions to this. If you agree, if you disagree, if you think I'm an idiot for not including your school, hit me up, um, you know, send me an email, write a comment on social media. Uh, let me know where you stand with this. You know where to find me. Hope you enjoyed that one. Have an amazing day. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling really crazy, you can even share it on social media. As always, if there's a topic you want me to talk about further or a guest you would love to hear on the podcast, just shoot me a message on social media at Kevin Tarka. Thanks again, and I'll see you here tomorrow morning on Sports Business Secrets.